0: Hey Seinfeld fans, we've got lots of really cool things we're planning for Bidwell Bask in the future.
1: That's right, we're growing and evolving. And to help us in that process, we're asking you to take literally two minutes to answer a really small survey that we've set up.
0: That's right, if you head to the link that's in our show notes of the podcast, we'd really, really appreciate it. We sure would.
1: And uh, thanks so much for your support, and now on to this week's episode. For example, I, you know, I really do... Well, I love this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a rather clever jab at inter-office politics, don't you think? Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but why is it that the, that the animals enjoy reading the email? Well, Ms. Bennis, uh, cartoons are like gossamer, and uh, one doesn't dissect gossamer. <laughs> Well, you don't have to dissect it. If you could just tell me why this is supposed to be funny. Oh, it's merely a commentary on contemporary mores. <laughs> but what is the comment? It's a slice of life. No, it isn't. A pun? I don't think so. Wolstein? That's not a word. <laughs> you have no idea what this means, do you? No. No. Then why did you print it? I like the kitty. But I don't want to be a secondary character.
0: I came here for a pleasant podcast, and if uh, if that's not possible, then one of us is just going to have to leave then.
1: Well, this is my house, so...
0: Well... (laughs) (laughs) Well, what uh, what have I got myself into now?
1: How great is that? Like, Kramer says, I think one of us have to leave. But it's in Jerry's apartment. I know. It's so, so The best good. part
0: about that scene is when Jerry is just staring at him. Yeah, like, they're both uh, staring each other down. Yeah. <laughs> and Jerry, you can tell, uh, I imagine they would have had a lot of outtakes from that scene. Just ah, yeah. them looking into each other's eyes and <laughs> bursting out laughter.
1: Oh, well, more Jerry, though. Kramer, like Michael Richards, really kept in, like, stayed in character really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. looked very, very, like... You have to leave. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. Even though it's your house, you have to leave.
0: Exactly. It's too bad. Welcome to, but I don't want to be a secondary <laughs> character, a Seinfeld podcast about the secondary characters of the show. And this week, we are talking about the cartoon. We're staying in season nine. Last week, we did The Wizard. Yeah, and, that's uh, right. This week, two episodes prior uh, for the cartoon.
1: Yeah, episode 13 of the last season ever of Seinfeld. And uh, yeah, we've uh, we've been staying in a few of the later season episodes of Bidwabast for this... Well, the later season Seinfeld episodes for Bidwabast this season. Yeah. uh, Yeah, it's been uh,
0: very different. Nice change from the uh, season four heaviness from
1: a few weeks ago. Yes. Now it's season nine heaviness. Indeed. And my name's Ivan. I'm Stephen. And, uh, yeah, I yeah it's going to be uh, I actually really like this episode a lot yeah like a lot more than I thought okay and for me it's probably the best episode of season 9 we've reviewed wow so far yeah okay well we'll talk a bit more about that
0: uh, at the end of the podcast Mm -hmm. in the meantime though if you want to get in touch with us our email address is bidwabaskpodcast b-i-d-w-b-a-s-c podcast at gmail.com we're on social media our handle is at bidwabaskpodcast we have a website, bidwillbask.com and uh, we are on Patreon. So patreon.com forward slash bidwellbask. if you want to pay $2 a month, 2 Australian dollars a month. Uh, To get bonus content, or $1 a
1: month just to say thanks.
0: Just to donate to the Human Fund. That's it. That's right. And uh, if you want to support us and you want to give us a five-star review on any podcast app that uh, you
1: use, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. And we have dropped a bonus Patreon-only episode.
0: Our very first one.
1: Yeah, so for $2 a month, you can get that, plus some future episodes only on Patreon. That's right. Yeah. We talked about the... uh, our top ten secondary characters in detail. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, it's a nice little, <laughs> nice little episode. So uh, have a listen if you want to donate. That's right. Up until
0: uh, this, we we just finished recording that episode. and Up until then, we briefly go through our top ten uh, characters, secondary characters we've uh, talked about so far in the in throughout the history of the podcast. But we go through a lot more uh, in a, well that, those lists in a lot more detail on that uh, bonus episode on <laughs> Patreon. So if you want to hear us. Talk about that in more detail, yeah. Go go have a look and sign
1: up. So you can't complain and say, oh, you put stuff behind a paywall. Yeah. Not quite. Nope. nope. Yep. Yep. We yep. have now. <laughs> yeah, sort of, but we're doing it a different way. We made way. the big time. We have. <laughs> sellouts. <laughs> yeah, sellouts <laughs> we, for what? Yeah. <laughs>
0: We used to be punk rock, and now we're major label sellouts.
1: Yeah. We're like Green
0: Day. Corporate sellouts. (laughs) Yeah. We used to to play, uh, you know, squats and share houses. Now we play fucking arenas. (laughs) We're
1: rolling in our $2 a month in 10 Yep. coins. Yeah hanging out
0: with Joe Rogan and Sam Harris and all you big-time podcasters.
1: Guys who got in like 10 years earlier than Mm. us when podcasting wasn't even a thing. No. (laughs) Yeah. And a big thanks also to our current Patreon subscriber as of the time of recording, uh, Tim. That's right. Thanks, Tim. Awesome. If you want to be like Tim, donate.
0: Be like Tim. Tim. I want to be, I want to be like Tim. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Seinfeld News. Okay, uh, the shortest Seinfeld news, I think, ever, or One, at least in recent memory. Half a report. Yeah. Right? Just that was it. That was all of Seinfeld news. Me Excellent. just saying Seinfeld news.
1: Thanks so much, Stephen. And yep. when we come back, no. no. What is it?
0: I'm a man of few words. Are there any questions? <laughs> no. Uh, two items for this week's Seinfeld news. So, the last two weeks, that there's only been three. Before that, there was an average of four, five, six, seven. Uh, so, it seems to be getting shorter and shorter and shorter.
1: Yeah, I know. Scary.
0: Two good bits of news, though. So, uh, to kick off, uh, last week, I reported that uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus was back on set for the seventh and final season of Veep, uh, and that began filming, I think, last week or the week before. Uh, this week, though, she put out a really heartfelt and really sweet Instagram video about her return to the set. And she, she did a bit of, bit of filming on set. Yeah. Uh, and she said in the video, I really appreciate everyone coming back and, uh, sorry, I really appreciate everyone coming back and working it out to come back. I'm very grateful. Thank you very much. Love you guys. Season seven. Like I said, it's filming now and it will be out next year. Cool. And it is the final season. So, can't wait. An awesome sign off for JLD. Indeed. Yep. Yeah. Good work. Second bit of news a story that a, a site called Biz Articles, it's like a business news site. Sounds like it. Yep. <laughs> I
1: wonder what they do. Yeah. The
0: articles. Business oh, articles. Articles, yes. Yep. Right. They uh, talked about a, a new startup called realmenbyflowers.com. What the business is, uh, and this is not a paid plug, mm-hmm. although if you want to send us flowers, you can. Oh, if you want to sponsor the show. For sure. Even, please. Yes, for yeah. sure. In flowers? I don't know. No. Just,
1: just bags of in flour. Pa- in Patreon dollars, <laughs> of course. <laughs>
0: uh, 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 where's the uh, flower option, guys? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean self raising flour, you idiots. <laughs> I meant flowers. <laughs> you get all these bags of flour.
0: That would be an awesome pun for like a flower startup. Like, we're just, you know, self, <laughs> we're just self raising funds yeah, <laughs> to get off the ground. Uh, that's yep. just very plain. It is. a joke. It is. It is. It's pretty good. Uh, uh, yeah. So, realmenbyflowers.com it's an online service aimed at men to make flower buying easier. So, uh, the idea came from, uh, you know, the idea, the cliche that men struggle to buy their partners flowers because there's a lot of lot of flowers available. And I must admit, I've suffered from that. I've gone to a uh, a florist and had no idea. I just said, here's money, give me flowers. And I gave the flowers and it worked out. Mm. But uh, the inspiration for the uh, business uh, came to the owner. Her name's is Gillian Harper when she was watching old Jerry Seinfeld comedy clips. Oh, no way. And there's a bit. I'll actually put this link up uh, in the show notes as well as a link to each uh, each. News piece. Uh, it's Jerry talking on a talk show, maybe like uh, um, what's his name? Leno. Gen- Leno, or yeah, yeah. no? Who's the old guy?
1: Oh, Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson. Yeah, hey, that's where he made his debut.
0: That's Jerry, right. It yeah. was in. It was from like 87, 88 mm-hmm. It looked late eighties. Yeah. Uh, And he's talking about how men are incapable of picking flowers and stuff. And she was watching old clips, I'm guessing, on like YouTube or something. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it planted the business idea, so to speak. There we go. Planted the seed. Planted the seed. And uh, it grew from there. Oh, dear. Please stop. I'm
1: going to cut you down now. Yep.
0: (laughs) <laughs> just trying to branch out jesus yeah. Oh, jesus
1: christ and that's all the
0: seinfeld news for the week
1: oh god that problem that, that those jokes are just so badly rooted i know yeah i've
0: just soiled myself
1: <laughs> oh, yuck is that what that smell is yep Jeez. well we're going to be going to the complaints department and we're going to be pigs and wish that we were a bit taller uh when we come back we'll talk about the cartoon from season nine and today's characters we're going to talk not as in depth about her because we've already done an episode about her, but uh, talk about Sally Weaver, uh, as well as G- the Jerry like Janet, who George dates. And Janet Seinfeld, I Janet named Seinfeld, Seinfeld. <laughs> nice, yeah, Janet Seinfeld. Her <laughs> Makes long, sense. Her, his lo- her long lost. That's her long lost twin is jerry yeah he's long, yeah, long lost his long lost Yes, sister yeah. yeah yeah they look about the same age yeah yeah, yeah. so maybe that's part of your uh, your analysis that's right maybe they could be long lost uh, cousins or something it is now uh, yes and mr ellenoff the guy who works for the new yorker and doesn't understand the cartoons he publishes <laughs> <laughs> so let's have a quick break and uh let's talk about him after this i want to be i want to be like him. <laughs> you're looking for a brand new podcast with some interesting guests well, you found it. Listen to In Melbourne last week with me, Ivan Pujoni. I talk to a different guest every week about their occupation, their hobby, their love for something, whatever it may be. Always interesting, so be sure to subscribe. I'm on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and Podbean. So be sure to get in touch and listen to some really cool people on a really cool podcast. You're
0: listening to...
1: But I don't want to be a secondary character. Here we go, Steven. A plot synopsis for Season 9, Episode 13 of Seinfeld, the cartoon. You ready to go? Mm-hmm. All right, breathe in. It's a bit of a deep one. <sighs> First aired in the US, January 29, 1998. This one was directed by Andy Ackerman, of course, written by Bruce Eric Kaplan. Kramer again gets Jerry into trouble by revealing what he truly thinks of Susan Ross's old college roommate, Sally Weaver. Carter Griffin. I like how he
0: just shits on a dream and then he goes, let's go get some lunch. Yeah, like, I'm going to noth- go get a booth. Why don't like, you join us? Like nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. Just completely
1: oblivious Shitting to Shitting off his mouth, I as know. he says. <laughs> yeah, I know, he doesn't care. And just basically crushes her. Hmm. Um, Elaine obsesses over the meaning of a cartoon that appears in The New Yorker. She and later Kramer comment that George's new girlfriend, Janet, played by Tracy Nelson, looks a lot like Jerry. In fact, Jerry uh, Kramer rather tells George, just because they look like... That doesn't mean you're secretly in love with Jerry. <laughs> and maybe he is. I uh, not Jerry, that there's anything wrong with that. And I love how at the end of the episode that George puts closure on it, he thinks, you know what? I might be in love with Jerry, but I've got to bury the hatchet. Yep. You know, it's
0: we time to must move on. never speak of this again. No, of course. Yep. Yes. Sweeping under the rug. That's yeah. that's healthy. Indeed. Yep.
1: Kramer makes an important life decision. Uh, the only way to keep his mouth shut is to top, stop talking. And Jerry gets uh, Sally to go back into the business as she was considering quitting. Uh, before Kramer stops talking Kramer's constant references to the look of George's girlfriend drive George out of Jerry's apartment <laughs> 95% of communication is non-verbal <laughs> this is the react. this is Frank and Estelle's reaction they <laughs> yeah. realise that George is in love with a she Jerry <laughs> that was the best <laughs> so good I, I died laughing when I saw the, yeah, the reactions yeah oh man I, I died when I saw that <laughs> It's pretty good and George's like no no stop it no Just I think out.
0: I think uh, Michael Richards is the only actor out of the core four that could have pulled off a, an episode where he wasn't talking because he's such a good physical actor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, any of the others, it, wouldn't, it just wouldn't have worked.
1: <laughs> no, but he, he was just yeah. made it. He can pull it off. And he just, like, buried George with that joke. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> Elaine, <laughs> Elaine goes to the New Yorker uh, to seek an explanation for the cartoon. She discovers the editor, Mr. Elenoff, played by Paul Benedict, doesn't understand the cartoon either. He just simply liked the kitty. Uh, Sally opens her new one woman show about Jerry called Jerry Seinfeld, The Devil. Reminds me of uh, David Putty. The Devils. Uh, Elaine's complaint, get, uh, complaint gets her the opportunity to do her own cartoon for the magazine. Jerry confronts Sally about the content of her show. And of course, Newman is a biggest fan. I've seen the show six times. Uh, Finally, he can see a show about something. It's about something. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. I love that ding. So good. Uh, Kramer discovers the disadvantages of not talking. George worries about why he really likes his girlfriend. Um, A clip of Sally's show appears on the news, and it features Jerry's latest confrontation with her. Jerry calls Sally, and the message he leaves on her machine appears in her show as well. Uh, He submits a lawsuit, which she basically has two words for her. Fuck you Mm. Um, but but the F is uh, of course bleeped out beep you yeah, I've never had a cable special. Why do I have a cable special? <laughs> um, Jerry decides to <laughs> cut off all communication with Sally. Elaine's first comic appears in The New Yorker, but Jay Peterman believes that it's possibly a rip-off of a Ziggy cartoon. To the archives, Elaine. To the archives, Elaine. Uh, George and his girlfriend discuss their relationship until she starts starts getting... or She gets rather chewing gum. Geez, I'm not doing too well. Uh, she gets chewing gum in her hair. Uh, Sally starts talking to the silent Kramer until he can't take it anymore, and he basically tells all and uh sally uses it in her next gig yep yeah it's explaining some things and especially his non-polished or jerry's non-polished manicure Mm, mm. (laughs) i thought you're supposed to be silent from now now yes starting from now (laughs) george's girlfriend cuts her hair to remove the gum and she looks a lot like jerry especially with her uh, button-down t-shirt or button-down shirt um and then george decides to take a few days off from his relationship with jerry after he breaks up with janet
0: he needs a bit of downtime to think about things and oh, figure it out. Jeez, yeah, I know. Yep, and Jerry thinks that that's a good idea.
1: <laughs> this is... I'm in weird trouble. <laughs> yeah. Runs out. Yep. Uh, other secondary characters in this episode include uh, Bart McCarthy. He plays the cab driver who... Uh, Kramer steps into his car, but uh, he can't say where he's going, so he steps right out. Yeah. Uh, and but he also, doesn't just get out. He kind of freaks out and runs yeah. away. It's weird. It's a he weird can't, reaction. He's like, what yeah. have I gotten myself Cause into? Exactly, because he can't talk. And yeah. He can't say where he's going. And the cabbie just looks confused. He does. Yeah, I'm sure he gets many weirder things yeah. <laughs> in New York. Uh, it's probably not the worst thing. Uh, Joe Erler plays uh, Dugan, who's Elaine's co-worker. Shouldn't make fun of pigs. <laughs> 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 and Ruth Cohen also makes a small appearance, or one of her many appearances, as Ruthie at Monks. Yep. Yes. Trivia about the episode, Stephen. Did you know that this. Or the the Sally Weaver storyline in this episode was inspired after Kathy Griffin ridiculed Jerry during her HBO stand-up special. That's right. So it was Art Imitating Life. And he alleged that he was, or she alleged rather, that he was rude to her during her appearance in The Doll. That's right. Where she last made her appearance.
0: Yep. And uh, Jerry was so amused by this that he actually wrote her a humorous letter congratulating her for it. Uh and apparently it's uh it, it was reprinted in her official book. Yeah, that's right. Cool. Well, in her book called the official book club selection. <laughs> uh yeah, so I like that. That's
1: and cool. yeah, and actually used the clip of her stand-up routine during the audience warm-up before tapings of the show.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Hmm. There you
0: go. Yeah, no, and apparently they are good mates still. Or well, they at least remain friendly.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And this is one of 6 episodes where George refers to himself in the third person. Yep. Mm.
0: And uh, as well as that, the episode, obviously, the Elaine story uh, is uh, focused on sort of taking a dig at the subtle sort of intellectual arrogance of the New Yorker and, and cartoons in general. Yeah. Uh, and it was actually inspired by the writer, Bruce Eric Kaplan. Uh, he, he actually had, up until this point, had actually contributed a lot of cartoons to The New Yorker. Mm-hmm. So, that was his inspiration for that part of the storyline. Um, and he, uh, he said, and I quote, To me, the most interesting part of that story was the idea of not understanding a cartoon. Um, and Elaine spending uh, a whole night and she her coming into a, uh, a Jerry's apartment disheveled and apparently stinky. Yeah. Um, only to subconsciously have copied a joke um, from a Ziggy cartoon. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, apparently, I don't know if you remember this, and I think I've talked about it briefly, but about 10 years ago, uh, Jerry's wife, Jessica Seinfeld, was accused by the media of plagiarizing a cookbook. She oh, re- yeah, yeah. She I released that, her own yeah. cookbook at some point. Yeah. Um, and in a lot of the articles accusing her of plagiarizing, they actually referenced this episode because she claimed that if she had plagiarized it, it was accidental. So maybe she had read this cookbook that she was accused of plagiarizing. At some point in the past, she'd forgotten about her and it, it sort of bubbled up into her consciousness as she was writing it. Yeah, yeah. So obviously they uh, referenced this episode a lot. So, Very nice. Yeah. Do you have any <laughs> other trivia about the episode?
1: Uh, not about the episode itself, but uh, Ziggy, you're probably wondering what that is. It's actually mm. an American cartoon series. real life one uh, created by uh, the late Tom Wilson Uh, it started in 1968 and it's distributed by a Kansas City based uh, syndicate called the Universal Press Syndicate okay since 1987 his son Tom Wilson the second has taken over writing and drawing the comic strip and uh, Ziggy he's basically a diminutive bald trouserless barefoot almost featureless character like george okay <laughs> right and he's got a big nose okay um would he's... you say that george
0: has a big nose no 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 yeah, I'm, just i a mean nominalist. i mean
1: you know like diminutive bald Yeah, yeah. you know that's george yeah <laughs> he's often drawn mm. in just his shirt with no pants on definitely okay. not george mm. or actually maybe uh Maybe you could be my latex salesman. Mm. Maybe in that episode. That's true. Yeah, That's true. Definitely. Yep. Um, though the lower half of his torso is never seen, and he lives in a simple house with a garden, and he's often seen working at an office job at which his foibles... Foibles? Foibles. foibles. foibles yep. often reflect the absurdities that many readers encounter on a daily basis. Right. Mm. Okay cool yeah
0: i had heard of ziggy from the simpsons i think they make mention of it in one episode i can't remember which
1: and it's still going today
0: okay Mm. yeah i think mr burns mentions it because it's sort of an older comic yeah been around for so long yeah and he's like i like ziggy too or something
1: (laughs) he was probably 50 when it came out
0: probably (laughs) as was the style at the time
1: (laughs) yeah let's talk about some secondaries yeah secondary characters sounds good sally weaver how's that yep all right played by actress comedian writer producer Arthur Griffin are known for appearing in the TV show Suddenly Susan and the films The Cable Guy and Hall Pass Uh, She won an Outstanding Reality Program Emmy Award in 2008 for Kathy Griffin, My Life, on the D-List. Um, And we went in-depth about Sally Weaver in our uh, What's the Deal with Jerry's Enemies episode Mm -hmm. in Season 2. So if you want to have an in-depth analysis or listen to that, be sure to go back to that one and have a listen. Otherwise, we'll talk a little bit about her, I guess, in the context of this episode. Yeah. What made her, I guess, do Jerry Seinfeld the Devil and... uh, yeah,
0: yeah. She appears too much in this episode to not talk about her.
1: Of course, we definitely need to talk about her.
0: And I don't think we covered her, like every part of her character in this in this episode. Uh, back in Jerry's enemies, so
1: you know what I'm really surprised about? Yeah, I'm surprised she didn't have like a bloodied head of Jerry Seinfeld. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some sort of, uh, you know, if she did it in the modern era, like now, she probably would have done it, mm. like she did with Don. She'd have, oh, yeah, she'd have yeah, the yeah. Don in one hand and Jerry in the other hand. Yeah, those are the devils. If
0: this was real life, yeah, 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 and she got told to quit, uh, you know, by Kramer, but really, it's Jerry. Yeah, she'd yeah. hold a
1: bloodied, severed head of Jerry Seinfeld. up. If
0: Twitter was around in 1996, she would have done that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but in 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 the Seinfeld universe, she would have been a nobody, so it wouldn't have made an impact. But um, of course, maybe after a one woman show, <laughs> which is called, yeah, Jerry Seinfeld is the devil. I wanted to ask you, do you think her reaction? you know of writing a show and really just shitting on jerry in a, in a really public way was justified even though jerry you know
1: well it's, it wasn't justified but she does i think she kind of feels bad for him because you know she you know she says at the coffee shop do you do you hate me mm. you know for what i've done you know in in the in the context of like doing a, a show called jerry seinfeld the devil i think maybe she doesn't mean to be as mean as she actually is okay but like at, at the start i think she kind of I think she doesn't really understand her limits mm. i think at first it was kind of like just a little joke about jerry and maybe the devil was kind of something which she thought was okay but other people think oh the devil mm. jeez you can't call jerry the devil like that's a bit bit much you yeah know what i mean that 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 shows that he's like the shittest bloke yeah. you know what i mean and i think maybe since her ratings went up she probably realized that um you know she was getting like more viewers and stuff and she probably thought "Oh, i'm gonna write it Mm. You know, like even when Jerry makes a point in the episode saying, oh, why didn't you, um, you know, say that I apologised and I see that, uh, you know, you should go and, and keep doing what you're doing. She goes, oh, I tried workshopping it, but it didn't work. Yeah, boring. Boring, yeah, snoozes. Yeah. They're the her words. You know, so I think at first she probably, like, to her she was doing fine and then she probably felt a little bit guilty, but then once she saw, like, the ratings and she got, like, bigger and stuff and bigger than Jerry, like getting her own cable special, I think she probably thought, yeah, I'm just going to ride with it. yeah yeah okay fuck jerry yeah (laughs) Yeah. see i don't think she
0: was even aware of the hurt that she might have been causing him i think she was because she was a an aspiring actress she was a you know a a classic broke actress she was trying to crack it can tell she was like she said in the opening scene when she turns up you know she's looking for that big break yeah and when it finally comes her success blinds her Mm -hmm. to maybe the impact that she's having on jerry's life yeah
1: yeah well like i said i reckon that she felt guilty at first but Mm -hmm. then she saw she was getting more famous and then yep. she thought, I'm just going to right run with it. Yeah, That's my take. So you reckon that she felt I, that I, she didn't think, think it the whole time? She thought she was just being normal? Well,
0: even if she did think it, I think she would have forgotten about it or she would have, you know, intentionally pushed, like you said, pushed it away for sure and just yep. gone. Yeah. You know, even if she felt bad, you know, after her success and after her cable special and after a few weeks of selling out her show, yeah, I think she would have had a conversation with herself and thought, well, this might be my only opportunity to, to make it big. I'm willing to, I'm willing to sort of, uh, you know, I'm willing to shit on Jerry and step on Jerry for that and opportunity. A, yeah.
1: And a lot of people love negativity. Mm. Like they love, you know, especially in this internet era, mm-hmm. you know, social media and stuff. Yeah. If you put something kind of negative or against someone, it'll go viral. Yeah. Like I reckon if Kathy Griffin or, or Sally released it in, in 2018, I yep. reckon it'll go viral. For sure. You know,
0: yep. Yeah. I realized as well that her you know, it's a it's a constant um, part of her character. She's trying to make it as an actress and Jerry just thinks that she's shit and that she should yeah. give up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think she kind of, even though she didn't go about it the right way and she's obviously, um, you know, being pretty mean to Jerry and taking advantage of him, she kind of found her calling because
1: she, I think she's better as a writer rather than an actress. And or that's a, like the real Kathy Griffin, the yeah. real life one as well. She's like a writer. She's more like famous for com- comedy work and her writing and stuff rather yeah, than her acting. And I for think sure. it's kind of life imitating art. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Maybe, I mean, maybe that was her, right? Maybe that was her contribution to the character. Like, hey, this is what, you know, what I... But, I mean, was Kathy Griffin as big when this aired in 97, 98? I
1: think she was around in the 90s. I don't Mm. think she had the profile. Now Mm. she's, well, since what she did with, uh, you know, the Trump head. You know what I mean? She's become even more notorious. But no, I think she had some profile in the 90s. Yeah, that's true. And and in the 2000s, especially when she won her Emmy Award in 2008. In the 2000s, she's, like, she's considered, like, a a B-grade celebrity, Yeah. you know? But I think she reached some kind of... Fame, you yeah. You know, bigger fame in the 2000s.
0: She's well known. Yeah. Yeah, I think she kind of incidentally found her found her true calling in, in you know, as Sally. I think she, you know, after after a one-woman show ended, whether, you know, she ran out of material for, for hating on Jerry, um, you know, I hope that she had enough self-awareness to continue down the path of being a writer and a creator I and, and re- a comedian rather than an actress or a dancer.
1: I'm going to go one better on that. I mm-hmm. reckon she sustained her comedy show. Mm-hmm i reckon what happened was you know because jerry broke off all contact with her Mm. what if she reached out or like other people like maybe past girlfriends or past people that jerry's you know pissed off or Mm. ruined their lives maybe they called into kathy griffin and said or sally and said hey sally have i got a story for you about jerry so maybe she could easily like if bitter ex-girlfriends like mary cantati or you know, or Marla the Virgin or, or whatever and also like people who he's annoyed during the run of the series, maybe they contacted like they saw the show wow. and loved it and said, Oh, have I got something for you. Huh. And then she just kept going. Yeah, right. Mm. Until so it, until it eventually got cancelled. Yeah. So <laughs> no. Jerry's
0: past transgressions and uh mistreatment of his of his ex girlfriends, you know, have come back to bite him.
1: Yeah, and also other people who's annoyed. Yeah. Maybe Jack Columbus called in. Yeah. Oh guess what? Yeah. Be? He Sally. stole my pen. He stole my pen. Yep. And do you know like Jerry meets people and he steals their pens. Yeah.
0: And he wrote on their face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he stabbed him in the eyes with a pen. <laughs> yeah. He stab- it, stabs re- it stabs upside down. It stabs
1: upside down. It stabs <laughs> upside down. It stabs yeah. upside down. Yeah. yeah. And I reckon it got to the point, maybe it eventually got cancelled. Okay. Maybe Jerry, put, like he would have the money to afford like good lawyers mm. and maybe i reckon the lawyers eventually shut it down they probably okay. canceled it eventually but right. i reckon she probably had another run for maybe a few months
0: so do you think after you know he got out of prison i think we've theorized that after he got out of prison he probably went back to la yeah and we'll talk about this more when we do the finale at some point in, yeah. the, in the future yeah, yeah that you know he, he got his tv deal back or he he did comedy again and he you know he actually became successful um you know both of their careers sort of ascended but he got bigger and maybe he, you know, he eventually had the money and the power to stop her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's
1: probably what happened, yeah. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah that's a good take. Uh, what do you think happened to to Sally Weaver? Get in touch with us.
1: Yeah, please. Yeah.
0: yeah. Do you have anything <laughs> else about her?
1: No. Well, not in the context of this episode, no. No. But we, like I said, we do an in-depth analysis in Season 2 of her, so we talk more about her in the context of all the episodes she's been in.
0: That's right. Yeah, Let's talk about Janet.
1: Janet, played by uh, actress Tracy Nelson. Uh, She made her film debut at the age of 5 in the 1968 film Yours, Mine and Ours. Uh, which starred Henry Fonda. Uh, she's the daughter of singer Ricky Nelson. Awesome. And uh, Kristen Harmon. Uh, she's also known for appearing in The Night Caller, Father Dowling Investigates, and Square Pigs. That's right. A TV show from the eighties.
0: She had a recurring role in Family Ties and oh. uh, a lot of guest spots in a lot of sitcoms from the eighties and nineties and early two thousands. Murphy Brown stood out to me. I oh, that Murphy show. Brown. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's
1: coming back too. Yes. Yeah. Oh, sure. Look forward that. to that. Yeah. Oh, I love that show. Yeah. Great. So good. Murphy Brown in the social media age. Yeah. How's she gonna react to? all of it fake news and you know 24-hour news cycle how will murphy uh, handle it
0: i don't know she'll handle it oh she will she can handle anything oh yeah yep i this is a big claim this is a hot take straight up (laughs) Ah, but i think that she if she didn't look like jerry and put george off i think she would have been the perfect woman for for george
1: i reckon that would have got married i reckon she would have been like the Susan replacement. Yep. And then she would have thought, oh, I don't want this one to die. Yep. I'm not going to get her to lick envelopes. Yeah. And then they would have got married. Yeah, I reckon that's what did it. And yep. only because she has a re- striking resemblance to Jerry, mm. I think that's the only thing that stopped the relationship.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was just too much for George, too weird. Yeah, too weird. Because I thought, like, she really likes him, he really likes her. Oh, yeah. In the opening scene, in the or the, the second scene in the diner... When Jerry says, oh, you really like this one. You know, you've been hiding her from us. And she's like, oh, we just hit it off really great.
1: Yeah. And and he says to her, like, she was the prettiest girl at the party. Yeah. You look like someone I know. Yep. You know.
0: And there's a lot of implications that he really likes her because she looks like Jerry. But I think uh, if she didn't look like Jerry, he still would have been as attracted to her and still into yeah. her. And she very evidently... Likes George. She's oh, really yeah, into him. Definitely. She's not put off by you know when they um when they're in the diner and she's like oh we you know we're running late for our movie or no do we have time to get some candy and, and then like, typically
1: oh. like George if he grabs like mints mm. Susan would look at him and go what are you doing yeah whereas Janet doesn't care
0: doesn't seem to phase her at all so I think she yeah. would have put up with all of George's. Uh, indiscretions, indiscretions, <laughs> not
1: indiscretions. Uh, Idiosyncrasies. Yeah, I guess
0: less desirable qualities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. And questionable acts. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, but uh, yeah, just the fact that the one downside for uh, for George is the fact that she looks she looks
1: <laughs> like Jerry's lung lost sister. <laughs>
0: yeah, awesome Crazy. casting as well. Oh
1: man, great, great yeah. casting. Yeah,
0: you've got to wonder if like if they wrote the 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 episode and thought we need to cast someone who looks spot on like Jerry or if they saw her and they're like oh my god she looks like Jerry like I, maybe, reckon, maybe. I reckon
1: someone in the production team probably said you look like Jerry's sister. We've got to we've, we've got, got to, to write incorporate this into the show somehow. somehow. I reckon that's what happened. Yeah. Because I mean how many people do you reckon will look like that? Yeah. Yep. I could just her and maybe another one or two.
0: Imagine like you know. a casting call like put out there in <laughs> writing like, you know, we're looking for a female actress, who age between like this Seinfeld. and this. Like Caucasian, blah blah blah. Basically someone who looks like Cherry Seinfeld.
1: <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah,
0: I think I think it was uh, uh chicken before the egg. Yeah, I think, or think egg so, before too. the chicken. Whatever.
1: Yeah, whatever it is, yeah. Yep. But I, yeah, I think someone found her. Yeah. And let's say let's incorporate her yeah. into the script. Yeah. Because that, that's the B plot. That's yep. not the main A-plot. No, it isn't. So they would have incorporated... I'm sure they already had the A-plot ready, and they said, No, oh, let's just throw the B-plot in. Yeah, yeah. Because yep. George doesn't really have much of an effect on the overall story. Mm. Not as much. A yep. little bit, but not as much. Yep. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. And another reason I think... Uh, I mean you think about Susan obviously if she didn't die they would have gotten married he was engaged he was fully committed even though he was very apprehensive and he was trying to weasel his way out of it but the big one of the biggest reasons he gets back together with her is because he can't have her because she's gay or because she you know becomes a lesbian yeah and he just wants her because he can't have her anymore. And then once he's back with her, he's like, "Oh, I don't really, I didn't really want this." Yeah, exactly. But and what I, can I do to get out of this? What and can I do to get out of this? He has,
1: the, he gets the ultimate get out. He does. She, she it. <laughs> it's the ultimate get out. <laughs> it and that's is. That's like Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's the end game. <laughs> yeah.
0: But I think, uh, I think with Janet, I think you know, if they did get engaged, if again, if she didn't look like Jerry and they did get engaged, I think he would have been fully into it, fully committed, fully happy. And I think it would have been a case of, like, he would have, I don't know, she would have improved him a lot as a person. She would have, like, you know, nudged him into a more (laughs) wholesome and less shit direction as a person. Very true. Yeah. No, I really like Janet.
1: Yeah, Janet was good. Yeah. Yeah, she just seemed so pleasant. Yeah.
0: She's just really friendly and just, like, really easygoing. One of the most easygoing secondary characters we've done. Nothing seemed to faze her. Always had a big smile on her face. Of course. And it didn't bother her that she looked like Jerry. I think that would make a lot of people uncomfortable. I don't know, like, if my, if my girlfriend or someone that I was with looked like a female version of a, a friend of mine, it would make me not uncomfortable. I wouldn't not go out with them, but it would be a thing, like yeah. a little thing that you think about. And I think it would make the other person uncomfortable. But for her, it was just like, yeah, you're right. I do look like your friend, Jerry, a lot. Yeah. It's just, it doesn't phase her. Mm-hmm. I really like her. Mm, nice uh do you have anything else about janet no that's it yeah it's
1: just a, it's just hilarious how she's got her blue button down shirt yeah and then she's got her hair like jerry's yeah just
0: i paused that scene to see if that actually cut her hair like that but i think you can sort of tell yeah, that they tied they've, it back. they've like pinned it back yeah, and yeah, they shaped course. it yeah to yeah. make it look like jerry but yeah. they did a really good version oh, she's even really got good. a similar not just hairstyle but a hair type to jerry
1: yeah 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 it's kind of like that wavy kind of mullet looking thing mm-hmm. not like a mullet but you know it's yeah, kind of just sticky, that, sticking out the back that thick sort of wavy hair yeah yeah, yeah 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 so good so well yeah.
0: so amazingly cast yeah um, incredible you know, yeah yep, awesome so good well done uh, the last character we will talk about is Mr. Elenoff
1: yeah Mr. Elenoff played by Paul Benedict uh, he's known for the TV show The Jeffersons uh, he was in 155 episodes of the show and he played the character Harry Bentley uh, he also appeared in the films The Addams Family and Goodbye Girl uh, he passed away in Martha's Vineyard Massachusetts in, on December 1st 2008 he was oh. age 70 Oh, yeah I like his character, too. He's cool. I like Mr. Elenoff. I, I loved how, you know, he seems all pompous and forthright and stuff because he works for the New Yorker. But he just approves the cartoons because... He's a hack. Yeah, he's a hack. He loves the kiddies. Yep. You know, and I think it's awesome. Like, I think it's a good piss take on, like, highbrow cartoons. Yep. You know, like, people look at those sophisticated cartoons in the New Yorker or other similar highbrow, you know, publications, and then they think, oh, what's this mean? Oh, I don't get it. Yep and you know
0: you like, like, oh, 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 my, my sense of humour is very refined but yeah. really they just laugh at family guy was just, yeah. know, like more of a lowbrow humour <laughs> I, could,
1: I could see him I reckon he because when did this came out 1998 mm-hmm. I reckon he likes Beavis and Butthead yep I re- more lowbrow <laughs> humour and probably like that's I think South Park came out around that time yeah maybe season 99. one so yeah, yeah yeah I reckon yeah. I reckon he secretly like watches South Park and Beavis yeah. and Butthead are like on TV and stuff Yeah, I reckon he likes like the lowbrow maybe he used to watch like Home Improvement yep uh.
0: Yeah, I I agree with that. I made a note that I think he I don't think he pretends to like high culture, but I think he likes high culture and low culture. Yeah. But yeah. because of his colleagues and the circles that he mixes in professionally and personally, he kind of has to keep his uh, lowbrow fandom a, a bit of a bit of a secret. Yeah. Bit but more private. Yeah, and
1: he's clearly a hack. Yeah. He he obviously weaselled his way into the job yeah. somehow. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. But I think. Yeah, I I think he's both. I think he's a bit of a hack. He pretends to only be a highfalutin person, but I think he's maybe he's from a, a, a you know, a lower brow or a lower class background and he somehow, you know, made it into those circles. More of the intellectual New Yorker circles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's more of ashamed or quite private about his, his past or his tastes. Mm-hmm. Cause in his office, I paused it and you can see a, what looks like a trophy with a clarinet on it. Yeah. So I'm guessing he, you know, one sort of clarinet, some sort of clarinet competition or he's, his yeah, musical yeah. as well. Yeah. So I don't think he's just like, you know, you're, you run about like working class slob. Yeah. But I think, I think he's a mix of both, but he keeps that, that, more working-class, lowbrow part of himself a bit secret from from, from his the colleagues.
1: others, Of course, because, you know, if he said to people, oh, did you watch that episode of Beavers and Butthead? Mm. People would be like, "Beavers and Butthead? Yeah. Why do you watch that droth? Exactly. You know, it's, yep. it's very, you know... He, he'd probably be ostracised. For sure. People think he's like a d- d- blue-collar dumbass or something.
0: Definitely. You know? yeah. yeah. He kind of reminded me of Frasier Crosswith peter griffin or something
1: uh he's not that obscene no that's true but no he's not obscene he just i just think you mm. know he wants to he loves all the other like lowbrow shows and movies but yeah you know he doesn't want to mention it to anyone you know that he works with because everyone's so sophisticated yes Eyebrow.
0: and uh just a note ivan and i are saying lowbrow a lot it sounds like we're Criticising South Park, business, I love low brow. Simpsons. I love lowbrow. Yeah, we're, we're definitely not. We're we're huge fans. Man, of those I'm, shows. I'm just watching, in case, I'm
1: watching Married with Children oh. at the moment. Wow. Yeah, I'm into the second season. Wow. I'm just watching an episode. You know, as I'm not, I'm not powering through it. Yeah. you can only watch like one or two at a time. Yeah. You know, it's all the. I love it. Hasn't aged well, but um, yeah, it hasn't. Yeah, but it's, it's really lowbrow. Yeah. But it's like it's as low as you can get. Yeah. And I'm watching it, so yeah. you know, it's just jokes about sex and. You know, you know, we're not stuff. all... we're not, Steve and I aren't all high society. No, we're not. No, no. Definitely. We're doing a
0: podcast on Seinfeld.
1: Oh, Seinfeld's still pretty good. Yeah,
0: that's true. <laughs> yep. Do you have anything else about Mr. Elenoff?
1: Uh, no, I, I liked his character, and I just love the fact that he's he likes the kitties. Yep. You know, and that's how I, that's what I'd think. If I looked at a, a cartoon like that, I'd say, oh, I love the animals on it. Yeah. It's so cute. Yeah. That's how I'd see it.
0: I like how Elaine <laughs> sort of brings out that part of him. I think that's the first time he's ever revealed that part of him to someone else. You know, the fact that he's like... Uh, you know he lets his guard down and he's yeah. like no i just like it because of the kiddies he's not he, you know he doesn't have to pretend in front of elaine which is nice yeah, yeah
1: yeah he's just very honest yeah i like him yeah and he really he's obviously drawn to elaine's uh you know potential to become a cartoonist and mm. you know he's very open to people submitting cartoons it's yeah. not like he does the same one on two people and he takes their cartoons he's op- he's happy to get an outsider outsider rather to, to come in so for sure
0: yeah for sure very good That's all the secondary characters for this week's episode, The Cartoon. After the break, we will talk about uh, some Seinfeldism, Seinfeldia, and our top ten episodes we've reviewed so far.
1: Yes, and if any of the characters have made our top ten or twenty secondary characters of all time. I know I've been kind of shooting off at the mouth lately. Uh, First, with that girl whose life you destroyed, and and then about George dating uh, a Lady Jerry. (laughs) What's the decision? I know you want me to keep my big mouth shut. Well, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm never going to talk again Yeah, right What do I need to talk for, huh? What, to blab to the neighbors about how George has a new femme jerry friend? <laughs> or to tell everybody at the coffee shop how George is all mixed up in a perverse sexual amalgam Of some girl and his best friend? <laughs> See, now, I've done all that Now it's time for silence Silence? Yes!
0: Welcome back to But I don't want to be A secondary character So far we've talked about Three secondary characters From this week's episode The cartoon And uh, Let's do Seinfeldisms Do you have any Seinfeldisms
1: oh, as First Okay I was going to do Our top ten But uh, yeah. okay Seinfeldisms I actually have a really A one that you would I never would have expected It happened to me today I'm currently listening To an audiobook. I think his name's Jeff Hader I think that's his name uh, The Motivation Myth Fantastic Book. Yeah, you were and talking I, about yeah, it a lot. I, I've on only, the drive over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've only listened to the first three chapters, but it's basically his philosophy is the idea of motivation doesn't come from wanting to achieve your goals; it comes from the process of reaching your goals. Mm-hmm. So the motivation, like every time you you achieve something small, you know, towards the big goal, you know, you get those dopamine hits, and that's basically that inspires you and motivates you. Mm-hmm. So that's where the motivation comes from. Yep. In the second chapter, he talks about the process and how the process can lead to success you know if you work hard one of his case studies was Jerry Seinfeld oh wow yeah huh yeah so he basically says that Jerry never wanted to be like a big comedian um he started off uh, he described as Jerry said that he started off writing jokes um and then he tried those jokes at stand up shows and he developed what's called it like he described it as a chain so he developed like a chain of you know jokes you know he figured out which jokes were good which ones were not and then one day, you know, he'd eventually, he worked on it for several years, you know, didn't, as we know about Jerry's career, you know, he, he went, he did different shows for stand up comedy. And then one day he got an offer to do Seinfeld and became big. And he said in one year, he made $200 million at the peak of his Seinfeld career. Wow. Yeah. Like in one year, he made $200 million. Now he's worth like eight, nine hundred million dollars. Mm. So hmm. he said, yeah, Jerry wasn't planning on becoming a big TV star, but he started off small and he got, as he went through the process, he enjoyed the process of, creating new material and then one thing led to another and yep. yeah he really enjoyed he said he loved crafting jokes
0: he just wanted to be he just like wanted to tell incrementally jokes incrementally better and better and yep. better at his chosen craft yeah
1: and he just wanted to tell jokes awesome he wasn't planning on becoming what happened to him okay and yeah he used Jerry he uses other uh, case studies as well but yeah one of them was notably Jerry Seinfeld
0: that's an awesome Seinfeld yeah
1: I loved it that was so good
0: that's really cool yeah
1: really cool nice
0: I have zero again two um, weeks in a row of nothing I beat you to it yeah oh well
1: yeah it's life
0: I will read Seinfeldia then.
1: You shall, please. Yeah.
0: So, uh, every week we read a uh, trivia fact from our little desk calendar, yes. which It's called Seinfeldia.
1: And today we're recording on Tuesday, August 21.
0: That's right. So, the trivia fact is, to get fresh New York stories without spending years... Sorry, I'll start that again. That's okay. To get fresh New York stories without spending years living and working in the city, Seinfeld's writers took Seinfeld's writers took two field trips east during the show's final two seasons to stay at the four seasons in Manhattan for a week or so oh. and walk around the city for a few hours each day taking notes La-di-da. so they walked around the city for inspiration
1: La-di-da. Yeah, hmm.
0: maybe that's when they saw um, the actress who played Janet they saw Tracy Nelson yeah. oh wow yeah. you'd be
1: perfect yeah. you'd be perfect for the role please sign up that's sign done. up. Sign, sign up. Very good. Very good. All right, Stephen. Do any of the secondary characters appear in your top 20 of all time? No, they don't. No, they don't. What about you? No. I liked Janet, um, but no, she wasn't wasn't enough. She wasn't nowhere near my top 20. No. no.
0: I liked all the characters in the show, but none of them had that extra X-Factor. quality that you know put them above the rest
1: didn't have that that sign factor
0: that's right (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah. they're all likable but not uh nothing that i loved yeah yeah
1: so Stephen, where does the cartoon sit in your top 57 episodes that we've reviewed so far is it high or is it low is it low oh it's low how low 47 47
0: yeah yeah i don't know it's okay but i don't know just didn't didn't do a lot for me didn't do a lot for you no that's a shame oh well what about you
1: I loved it, man. A lot more than I expected. Number 21. Okay. It is my favorite episode from season nine. Wow. have done so far. Okay. I'm sure it'll be knocked off eventually. Um, but, yeah, no. The cartoon, like, it was so hilarious. And, you know, Kramer, you know, you know, un- unintentionally being savage towards Janet. Yeah. You know, to George and Jerry as well. It's And, you know, just shooting his mouth off. And also to Sally, you know. Oh, man. Excellent. And just George's storyline with Janet. I just loved how it all worked. Yeah. Like, you know, for a season nine, for a season nine episode, you know, like it was, it was a gem for me. Okay, I just think it was great. Fair enough. Like laughed basically through the whole thing. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I only I only laughed out loud at a couple of parts. I mean, I didn't dislike it. I don't know, it just didn't, just didn't do a lot for me. No,
1: that's fair enough. But yeah, that's yeah, well, okay. That's right. Opposites attract. That's I right. I guess <laughs> you know, you <laughs> like some episodes and I hate those or don't like them as much, and vice versa. That's right. That's how we get along.
0: My top ten episodes so far. Uh, counting down from 10 to 1, uh, The Apartment, The Bubble Boy, The Pony Remark, The Baby Shower, The Stakeout, The Limo, The Sniffing Accountant, The Movie, The Pen, and number one,
1: The Jacket. The Jacket. My top ten from 10 to 1, uh, The Sniffing Accountant, The Pony Remark, The Showerhead, The Hamptons, The Bizarro Jerry, The Soup Nazi, The Puffy Shirt, The Outing, The Mango, and my number one, Reigning Supreme, the greatest episode of all time for Seinfeld so far, the contest. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Next week, you know what, Stephen? It's a What's the Deal With episode. Yes. But we haven't planned anything. We haven't. I, on our Twitter handle, at uh, Bidwabas, B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C, P-I-D-W-B-A-S-C, I actually put a snap poll mm-hmm. out. It's just, I think it's open for another couple of days okay. by the time this episode comes out. Mm-hmm. But we put it to you. Who do you want for What's the Deal With next week? We're going to put it to you. Okay. Do you want a secondary character? Or oh, Stephen and I were thinking as well, like, instead of a secondary character, do you want either one of those? Or do you want a writer, producer, or director yeah. of the show? Like, we were thinking maybe we should do, like, what's the deal with, with, like, Andy Ackerman, Larry David. Tom Sharonis. Yeah, so maybe it doesn't have to be a secondary character. It could be maybe another member of the, of the crew. Yeah. You know, crew member. Like, we put it, there's a poll, and, uh, yeah, you pick whoever gets the most votes. We'll uh, pick... A secondary character or a crew member of the show. Awesome. And we'll talk about him. Cool. Yeah. Well, until next week, we will surprise you then. Yes, my name's Ivan. I'm Stephen. And uh, we'll see you next week for What's the Deal. Thanks for listening. <laughs>